Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. is back the tournament is set and nashville knows who they will be playing in this tournament at least for the group stage this is drake hills Nashville sc and major league soccer beat writer for the tennessean this is plugged into nashville soccer podcast alongside producer nick aka nick gray he is clean shaven uh looking a little bit quarantine-esque you know what i'm saying it just I can tell that quarantine has done a number on you. Uh, wearing the shorts into the uh, newsroom, I uh, haven't cut my hair yet. Yeah, I'm getting a haircut either. tomorrow. Friday, I am getting a haircut for the first time in 91 days. But we got some stuff to talk about, don't we? We do. We, do. we, have, we have a tournament to talk about. That's right. National SC has games to think about. That's important. They do. And for these games, they have to start in the MLS is back group stage of course for this mls back tournament that is slated for july 8th in orlando on the campus of espn wide world of complex this will be held uh, only at the espn wide world complex and the final will go and happen august 11th but for the group stage there will be five groups of four and then of course the one group of six in the eastern conference that is the group that Nashville has been placed in. They were drawn into the host cities group. That is Orlando City. That is Group A. So in this Group A with Nashville and Orlando City, you have four more teams. That is Inter-Miami. That is New York City FC. That is Philadelphia Union and Chicago Fire FC. Now for Group C and Group E, those are the other two Eastern Conference groups. That in Group C, which is Toronto FC, New England Revolution, you have the Montreal Impact, and you have DC United. For Group E, you have Atlanta United, FC Cincinnati, New York Red Bulls, and Nick Gray's Columbus Crew. Poor, poor FC Cincinnati. They they did not draw well in this. Yeah, this I was draw. gonna. We I think both of us off air decided that there was a group of death. Uh, as many like to say in World Cups, the group of death, I would say, in the Eastern Conference would be most certainly Group E, simply because of Atlanta United. New York Red Bulls has struggled every now and then, they're, but they're still a, a strong franchise. They've been able to, to play well. They have played FC Cincinnati already this season, as well as Atlanta United has already played FC Cincinnati. So a little bit of familiarity in that, as opposed to Nashville, which they have not played any of these clubs in the regular season. They, of course, played Chicago Fire down in Florida during the preseason this winter. But it should be an interesting group with Nashville, considering that you've got the other expansion team and into Miami in this group. You've got Orlando City, who they were slated to play later this season. They weren't slated to play. Well, actually, they were earlier in, in the season. They were going to play Philadelphia Union. And then, of course, you have New York City FC, who they're scheduled to play in April. 
And, you know, with these with these teams, Nick, I mean, what exactly do you see in this group? We talked off the air about what, how they could possibly be in the group with that with Atlanta. But the fact that they're in this group of six, what's your immediate thought? Opportunity. I see opportunity not only to get the first win in club history, in NLS club history, but I see opportunity of maybe sneaking in there and, you know, maybe they aren't the top in the top two where you would think maybe NYCFC or Philadelphia or Chicago would be. But they could they could sneak in there as that that third place team that really uh, did did well. Um, do you see a lot of teams here that are going to score a lot of goals? Maybe NYCFC. I, I, we'll we'll see what structure wise it looks like something Nashville can accomplish in terms of their of, defensive structure. Of, I would say their yeah, defi- def- def- playing def- style so far. Definitely, if you put them in Group B, I don't necessarily see a lot of games in which they could win with only scoring one or you know no no obviously not with no goals but with one goal. Group A, I think that might be a little different. Yeah, it's it's interesting that you talked about it because these teams like Nashville are still trying to get into form. Obviously, you can say that for pretty much every MLS club, especially after the pandemic. But when you take a look at the identity of some of these clubs, Miami, as I said, being the other expansion team, they didn't have Carranza, the 18-year-old Argentinian who hasn't played a match in MLS. And he's a guy who they are leaning heavily on in terms of the future. Of course, with uh, Adolfo Pizarro, who was able to score and was able to start his his claim to fame as a major league soccer player coming out of Mexico, big time player for the Mexican national team. So Miami is still coming to form. And then of course with Chicago, CJ Sapong wasn't able to, to get into the season. He had an injury picked up at the end of the preseason. And so he hasn't appeared in 2020 and he is expected to come back during this tournament with Nashville. Of course, you've got Abu Danladi who was banged up in preseason had to come off early against Portland Timbers. He's likely more healthy now. You've got a Dominique Baggi. You've got Daniel Rio. So the attacking threat, of course, is still the question for Nashville SC. But in this group, they're not going to be bombarded with someone like Atlanta United or a Toronto FC or even a DC United that may already have that factor in place. So with Nashville SC, I actually talked to Mike Jacobs about what potential what this could mean for Nashville being in the larger group. Does this increase the probability of them getting into the knockout stage? Let's see what he said. You know, I, I joked during preseason when we played Louisville and, and beat them pretty handily. Uh, you know, I told Gary that's probably the last easy one he's going to get for a while. You know, uh, I, I don't know that there's any real advantage in the tournament playing, uh, you know, in the group of six versus group of four, uh, the Eastern Conference versus the Western Conference. When you look at the seating and how it was set up, you know, the reality is, you know, you're going to have to play against either Toronto or Atlanta. Uh, you know, and, and, you know, just look historically in the East when you see teams like Red Bulls, NYCFC, and, you know, you see the success teams like Philly and D.C. have had recently. You know, I, I just, I, I would expect each of those games to be a bear regardless of what group we're in. Okay, so not much of an answer, I would say, from Mike. But, I mean, in terms of the clubs, I mean, as I said, they aren't necessarily in form there there's a lot of teams who know their identity but the fact that no one has no one has played they're going to have what from june 24th to july 8th that's as a team that's about a week and a half or so two-ish weeks to to get into shape and not only that but know what the tactics you got to get the tactics back re-downloaded so to speak you have to know your teammates again obviously for some of these clubs full squad training hasn't 
been the case. I know Miami has been able to do so. I know some other clubs have been able to do to do so. Excuse me. Nashville has not. Nashville is still in small group training. So we'll see how that plays into account. Obviously, with Orlando City, New York is certainly not in full squad training going, you know, considering what's going on in New York City right now. Philadelphia and Chicago, I think the biggest dark horse for me is how much of a factor is someone like New York City going to be? Because they have the talent. They still got a Maxi Morales. They still got an Alexander Ring. They've still got players in there. Sean Johnson is a is a shoe-in at goalkeeper, and he's an athletic guy. You've got other players in that team. Obviously, they may not be the team that was top of the East last season, but in terms of – they got Hebert still, I'm pretty sure. So with New York City FC, I mean, this is this is a team that could be a dark horse. Another team that I do think that could challenge maybe someone like Chicago or I think personally it's going to be Orlando that might be in the strongest place, but maybe Philadelphia. I mean, that team isn't necessarily that the team that they were last year. They had some exits. So this group is, I wouldn't say it's up for the taking, but there isn't and bombarding of Toronto FC or Atlanta or even DC United. Heck, I would even throw New York Red Bulls into that into that conversation as possibly teams that could really give Nashville a hard time. Sure, and, and that's the pro- part of the problem as you were talking about is with all this analysis. It's like we're we're making a lot of presumptions here. You know, we, we're making sure that you know that everybody comes in and they get through two weeks of training without picking up anything that, that or at least. Maybe they picked up something while training on their own that we don't know about necessarily yet. We don't know about fitness levels. We don't know about cohesion. So it's kind of you're taking everything with a grain of salt right now. Any, any of this analysis, and that's when you asked me what I first thought about it. Also, what I thought about was we don't really know what we don't know yet. And really, we won't know that until we get to seeing these teams on the pitch. Hear me out with this. I will say winning the tournament – or getting as far into the tournament is not the big thing that I think Nashville can benefit from with this tournament. I will say Nashville SC's biggest prize for this is to finish in the group as strong as they can for points in the Eastern Conference standing for the rest of the 2020 season. If they were to get knocked out in the round of 16, woohoo, great job. Let's get back to Nashville. Let's tweak what we did wrong. Let's keep doing what we're doing right. And let's push forward. Let's get ready for a possible resumption of a regular roundtable regular season in September or October, whenever it's going to start, particularly because Nashville has not been able to put points on the board. And so for this tournament, I don't think anyone is going to be in a situation where they're just leaps and bounds ahead of everyone else. But with this team, I'm thinking if they can if they can get a few wins if they can get a few draws, if they can keep their record in this, I guess you you want to call it a hexagonal group? <laughs> the, the lone one in the... The, the, yeah. the, the group of six, if they can get some wins and some draws, win as many games, and for the knockout stage, obviously you've been there for some some weeks now. You might be a little bit sore. You might get a little bit of a, of a knocked-up roster as you as players go through this gauntlet of a tournament. But really, I think the biggest thing is is to compete and get some wins so that when you go and resume in the fall, that you have some points on the board and that you're a lot better in the Eastern Conference than where you ended in the Western Conference at the beginning of March. And you know how that, that line of thinking changes? 
You yeah. go you go out and win two nothing on your first in your first match. And then everything else changes, and you're like, well, all of right. course. Well, I, I understand. Yeah, definitely. I would love to hear what fans, you know, fans reach out to us at Tennessean. I reach out to drake.hills at tennessean.com, live or, life drake yeah, on Twitter. Definitely want to hear what fans think about this tournament and how they value this tournament. Of course, it's just the bottom line that they just want to see Nashville play. But when it comes to the results in this tournament, I'm very curious to see how much of a, of a punch they may feel that. You know, let's say they finish fourth and they don't get into the round of 16. Let's say they finish first. What do they think about that? Well, I also think it's probably more valuable for Inter-Miami and Nashville because they haven't won a game yet. And in terms of like they're still waiting on their first ever MLS win as a franchise. So they're going to value it more probably than the Philadelphia and Chicago fans would, certainly. So I, Well, I think Miami is yeah. definitely going to want to beat Orlando for oh, its certainly. first win in Major League Soccer. Yeah. That's, that's for – that's a fact right there. Uh, that, that, that will be a f- – in terms of intensity in the first game, and we know that's the first game. We don't necessarily know the order of the rest of the schedule in terms of games for Nashville SC right yet, correct? That's correct. So right now, I mean, it could be released, you know, in the, in the, in the wins as we are talking right now. But when the MLS is back, I guess you could call selection show, was aired, it was really just about – which group they were in. And so this could potentially mean that Nashville is going to be on the second day, July 9th, maybe 9 a.m. match or the 8 or the 10, 1030, whenever that is Eastern time. So for Nashville, I think if they go up against Orlando first in Orlando's second game, or maybe they get Chicago or maybe they get Philadelphia, I think with those matchups, Mm, I would say that that first match for everyone is is major because that sets the talent that sets the tone. But like I said, I think the biggest thing is just reaching the knockout stage. I don't think that the biggest thing is trying to win the competition, despite you know competitors and the athletes. They're obviously going to want to win, but l- being knocked out in the round of sixteen is not really a big hunch for me. I think that points is the biggest prize for for Nashville. And uh, this is from the Nashville SC press release. Uh, just came out in the last little bit here about the MLS's back tournament. It says, based on the order of the draw, Nashville SC will face Orlando City, Philadelphia Union, and Chicago Fire. So we know that much. No, we so don't know about go. times and dates and all that stuff. In order, necessarily, we know they won't play Orlando City first because Orlando, Orlando and Miami are going to play each other first. But... There you go. Orlando, Philadelphia, Chicago. Tell me they can't win all three of those games. Or at least, you know. So if you're Nashville, you've already checked off the competitive box. You're competitive in the first two games. And I don't even know how you – how do you value – do you even check that box off now in terms of your mindset for the rest of the season? You knew you were competitive in February. But that was so long ago. There's been so much that's gone on past that. Do you value those results at all, Drake? In terms of defining the, in terms of defining the team, in terms of in terms of the mindset of the team, thinking, oh, we're we, all right. So, so they they know that they were competitive back then. How much value do you put in that now? I wouldn't say I wouldn't bank on it. I wouldn't rely on it. I don't think that what we all saw from Nashville SC against not. I would say Portland was. If you have that matchup, if you have that performance, two three weeks in a row. That's to me, that's six to nine points right there, in my opinion. Sure. I think going up, I mean, it's tough because you would have had to go to Toronto. 
the next week after that. But I, th- I think you go home against Columbus Crew March 21st. I think you get a win there. I think that's your first win. I think you get a draw at least if those performances stay the same. That's, that's easier said than done. But you don't rely on that. I don't say that going into Orlando, going into that first match against Orlando City, whether that be on July 11th, 12th, whenever that is, I think that is going to set the tone. But I wouldn't go into that match saying, well, oh, you know, the way Nashville played it up against Portland, this is going to be a you know, cupcake. I wouldn't say that at all. I think, there's, like you said, there's just been too much time that's gone by. Everyone's on a reset button. So, so you think that they need to reprove their competitiveness to the rest of the league? I don't think they have to prove anything to anyone in terms of who they are. I think in terms of the, the players and who they put out in their starting eleven. I think that's already there. I would say it's up to them. I think that, and I've talked to Gary Smith about this uh, head coach. He was saying, I mean, you can tell that, you know, confidence is still not there, even at, even in Portland. And it didn't help that they were gone for three months. So I think it's really about proving it to themselves that they can be competitive because they have individual players, but can they be confident in each other? And can they be confident in themselves as a collective, that they can go out and compete, and not only compete, but as I said, get into the round of sixteen, get into the knockout stage. Well, that's and and yeah. So I, I do think it'll be interesting to see how fans will view if they are more in the let's build for now, or build for later, and, and and build ourselves up. So when we come back to the majority of the games in August or whenever the rest of the regular season play happens. I, that that they'll be confident, but I would. That's going to be a tough pill for fans to swallow. Looking at that draw and thinking that they don't have a chance to be in the top three. I, yeah, it, I mean it, the draw. The, the draw really asks itself. It really is begging for somebody to take it. And uh, yeah, I think especially that's three. You taking top three out of six. Yeah. I okay. New York City FC, sure. Maybe Philadelphia gets the second spot. Maybe Orlando gets the second spot. But you're going up against Chicago, who is still finding its way back with a revamped roster. You're going up against an inner Miami squad who's still figuring things out, just as Nashville is. These teams aren't bad, but they certainly, as I said, I mean, this is, I'm going to keep beating this dead horse. I mean, this isn't a group where a top three is very unlikely. This is a group that they can get to the round is 16, especially if they can be the best third-place team in the Eastern Conference. Well, we can save our predictions for for another episode. Well, yeah, of course. But let's just end it with these final facts. So in terms of who gets in to the, the knockout stage, so obviously it's the top from every group. It's the top two from every group. So you've got two. 2-2 in the Eastern Conference, and then you've got the third place, whoever's the best third place, or the, is it is it two best? best the two best. The two best place, third places. Sure. So the two best third places also get in in the Eastern Conference in addition to whoever finished in the top two of each group. So for Nashville, you're pretty much not only competing for those top spots, but you're also competing to get to be the best third place, You know whether it's goal differential or any other tiebreakers that might it have to come to. So that's going to be interesting. And then finally, if you are curious about the Western Conference, so in Group 
B, you have reigning MLS Cup champion Seattle Sounders. You've got FC Dallas, Vancouver Whitecaps, and the San Jose Earthquakes. In Group D, you have Real Salt Lake, who had the second-best Western Conference record, which is why they were a group seed. In their group, you have Sporting Kansas City, Colorado Rapids, and Minnesota United. Now, in Group F, which I believe is the group of death for the Western Conference, you've got LAFC, LA Galaxy, Houston Dynamo, and then the Portland Timbers. That's a tough group. That. Imagine that last year, if you have an, uh, an LA Galaxy team that has Laton and is and is at full throat. I, uh, you know, even this year it's going to be difficult. Yeah, but Houston's but, got Darwin Quintero no, now, I, so we'll see. I know how you feel about him. I know he's pretty solid. A- another thing that was interesting to me when I was looking through the, the the rules and such is the winner of the tournament. Not only they get the one point one million dollar pool for the players, but they also get the CONCACAF Champions League place. Well, see, that's, 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 that's interesting because for the, for the $1.1 million player prize, that is allocated to those who are advancing in the tournament. So it's not necessarily held just for, for the, the champion. Okay, fair. So, the, so that is going to be broken up. So let's say you get to the round of 16, you, you, you win that match, you chunk. win your match, you'll get a piece of that okay. going into the quarterfinal and so on and so forth as you advance in the knockout stage. But it absolutely, that is one thing, is that for the winner of this MLS is back tournament, you could get a chance to be in the CONCACAF Champions League for 2021. That is major because that also comes with some excessive funds. That comes with more exposure. That comes with... A heavy preseason in 2021 heavy, after absolutely. a ridiculously long... A mid-February start. When we don't know how the 2020 season is going to end, that would be, that's going to be a challenge for everyone who's in the CONCACAF Champions League for sure. That's absolutely. All right, we'll wrap it up with that. But once again, Nashville SC fans definitely want to hear from you. Live Life Drake on Twitter or reach out via email at drake.hills at tennessean.com. Thanks to producer Nick. You can find him on Twitter. At Ingray Reporter. That's right. And so we'll be back with some, I guess, more analysis, we should say, and see what... Maybe some predictions some on predictions. Real, real football games? Exactly. Nashua SC will head down to Orlando June 24th. But until then, we'll keep it locked on you for the Tennessean. We'll keep it locked here to see what happens if they can reach full squad training before June 24th. But that will be a wrap for us. Until then, I'm Drake Hills. Thanks to Nick. This is Plugged In, the Nashville Soccer Podcast. Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts.